Welcome to the Bold Goal Crusher podcast for anyone looking to stop letting life get in the way and start crushing bold goals. I'm your host, Sarah Mayer, and I'm thrilled to navigate this journey with you because it's time to start boldly achieving without working double time. So let's dive in. Hello, Bold Goal Crushers. I am super excited to finish up this series. We are getting close to finishing up the series on making it happen. And if you haven't jumped into the series, I highly encourage you to go back and take a look at the previous episodes because people are loving it. And it's really time to make your dreams happen. And many people set resolutions or goals at the beginning of the year. And and now is a time where life has gotten in the way. Maybe spring break has happened or things like that. And you are maybe not feeling the motivation that you had in January for your goals. So jump back into the beginning of the series, making it happen. Because today we are going to talk about how to truly take the steps to achieve your goals. So I'm very excited about this. You all know I'm not excited about SMART goals because I want your dreams and goals to light you up, to inspire you. And when you take those dreams and goals and put them down into a format that does not inspire you or light you up, it can be not motivating. So it's very important though to ensure that you do get to a point where you are incorporating those action items, those objectives that will help you achieve your goals into your daily life. And so today we are talking about putting a deadline on those objectives. And let's talk a little bit about deadlines. I have a lot to say on the subject. And I know that this one of putting a deadline on it can get people a little flustered. It can cause some anxiety. It can cause people to feel that they are not able to achieve. And let's see what we can do to lessen some of that because for some people, even the idea of setting a time frame and send them into fear and it might not work. You see their schedules may be different. Your schedule may be different. You may realize that a lot of things come up and sometimes it's easier to be reactive than proactive, but setting a deadline to your objectives for your goal, not your goal, can be really easy. So it doesn't have to be set in stone but you can get into a rhythm where you are able to set and achieve deadlines so that your goal can keep moving forward. So it's really about using your best judgment and building that muscle so you are able to make a good guess and realization of when you can achieve something and set that muscle so that you can achieve and feel good about yourself. So you can adjust deadlines or change them entirely if need be. In fact, as I talk about 
deadlines, remember that regular assessment of your goals is actually necessary. And it's a necessary part of doing it right. So you can actually expect to make some changes along the way as you monitor your progress. So try not to get caught up in thinking everything has to be ultra precise. And I know many of you creative types are like, well, I just don't feel creative at that time. So I need more flexibility in my schedule. I want to be able to make changes and I need to feel inspired to work on these things. So try not to get caught up in everything has to be perfect. You can move stuff around. Rigid truly is a recipe for disaster. So just know that specific is good, but rigid is not so good. So I'd like to talk about the concept that you may be familiar with or may not, and it's called Parkinson's Law. And what it states is that work will expand into the time available for its completion. So if you set a deadline for a year, it will take a year. You set a deadline for a week, it'll take a week. And this really kind of plays as well. Like if you ask people for something and they don't give it to you early because your deadline is like three weeks out, like you kind of set that on yourself. So just know people will take the amount of space that you give them. So be careful when setting deadlines for others. And this statement might sound a little vague. Work expands to fill the time available for its completion. But it's actually a very insightful phrase that can help you achieve your true desires within a set time limit. So this was made by a British author and historian named Cecil Northcote Parkinson in 1955. And it was the opener to an article he wrote for a magazine in The Economist. And he lays later expanded upon this principle to create a book, Parkinson's Law, The Pursuit of Progress. And in his observations working in British bureaucracy, it led him to really ask the question that is working harder far superior to working more quickly. So he realized that working smarter and more efficiently is truly the superior approach And in his theory, he discussed the fact that that providing more time than necessary for a task leads one to become stressed about having to get it done. And they fill the extra time with unnecessary worrying or by making the task more complicated than it actually needs to be. And instead, setting a more realistic time frame allows one to focus on the task at hand of completing the task. And it makes it more easy. So there are lots of implications for Parkinson's Law, and you can explore them on your own by following a few of my suggestions. And then you can tweak the concept in a way that truly does work for you. So remember, it's really what works for you, what it's all about. So what I'm teaching you is about creating a vision and setting lofty goals is merely a guideline. So feel free to make changes that fit your personality, your work schedule, your learning preferences, and your lifestyle. So don't put things at 10 o'clock in the morning on a Monday when you know you're going to have a ton of email or a ton of things to do and you will be distracted. So it's truly about finding out what works for you. 
So one approach you might want to try to set timelines for your goals, steps, or objectives along the path is to break down those into steps. And then once you have those steps, if you think it's going to take you three months, cut that in half, give yourself less time to complete the task. This is just an experiment, so there's no need for stress, but really think about what time it's going to take to complete the task, cut it in half, and put it on your weekly schedule. Give it a go. See if you're able to make progress in less time than you originally projected. Challenge yourself to make progress in less time than actually projected. Our own human instinct towards completion is it's often to push that out so that you've allowed enough time. And in reality, it can take less time. So I always use the story about when we formed the Joyride Society. I have these friends who give out jobs and we had decided that we wanted to fund and uh, found a nonprofit. And I got the lovely task of filling out the IRS paperwork. And if you have never read the IRS paperwork, it's probably what you expect. It's like 170 something pages, questions, and it's multiple pages. And I never really set a deadline. We never really set a deadline for when we would start this nonprofit. And so it lingered. It lingered on my task list for six months because every time I opened it up to look at it, I got stuck on question one and two. Question one was, what was the name? I think we kind of had a name. And then question two, and I just wanted to know if it needed to be incorporated at the end. I wasn't really sure. So I would get stuck on that. And then I would also get stuck on question two, the address. Yes, I know. The address, like one of the easiest questions you can have in an application. (laughs) But I didn't know, do I use my address? Do I get a post office box? Do we pay for post office box? How do we pay for that when we don't have money, when we're not approved as a nonprofit? And so because we're not approved as a nonprofit, would I get reimbursed if I paid for it or not? Where do I even go to get a nonprofit or post office box? Would I get it under the nonprofit's name or my name? And could I even get one under that name? Do you see how my mind went? crazy. So instead of working on this application, I quit and cleaned my office or did something else. And this went on for six months. And then finally, I had a little pep talk with myself. And I said, look, there are people out there who have started a nonprofit every day. Every day, somebody has started a nonprofit. And they've been able to complete this paperwork and get approved and blah, 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 blah. And so let me go find one of those people and let me go figure out how they did it. And so fast forward to today, now I actually help people found their nonprofit. So it's really come full circle. But the moral of that story is I never had a deadline. So it just kept getting pushed further and further and further down my to-do list. And it took six months and now I can do it in less than an hour. Less than an hour, folks. So had I put a deadline on there and then really reflected on why I'm not moving forward, I would have been able to, instead of having the step of fill out the paperwork, I would have been able to have some mini steps, figure out 
figure out if I need a post office box, figure out if I need to put incorporated on the list, figure out the answer to question 30 or whatever. And so those steps become your micro objectives to achieving your big goal. And when you put deadlines on those, so figure out whether I need a post office box by next Friday, take two weeks to do the research on that. What happens is because we love checking off lists, many of you have to-do lists miles long and you love crossing them off. What happens is you build the muscle of, okay, I don't know how to do this bigger objective, which is fill out this paperwork, but now I have five steps that I can do that I can check off more quickly. You build that muscle, you get that high from checking it off and achieving those things. And so while I may not have completed that big goal of doing that paperwork, which is tied or that big objective, which is tied to the big goal, I have made progress towards my goal. And that feels good because I'm moving forward and I'm not stuck in the valley. So where you're at, there's a gap to where you need to be. And then this is Quitter's Valley. So I'm not stuck because I'm able to keep moving the ball forward by adding new objectives that are smaller, breaking it into chunks and setting deadlines. So I challenge you to take the things that you are getting stuck on that maybe are still a little too big as an objective and break it down. What's the next step? And how can I do that this week? And another challenge that may be a little painful for some, but is still useful is to cut down the time you are spending on things that suck the life out of you, like checking email, catching up on social media. Lots of us start our day this way, checking in on those tasks from time to time throughout your workday is better than right at the beginning, letting that suck the life out of you. So I always use the example of Bob who worked for me. And if you hadn't, haven't heard the story of Bob, Bob was an early riser and he liked to beat traffic. So he got into work at 7 a.m. and most of us didn't start work till nine. So between seven and nine, Bob had a lot of quiet time and his job was to work on some very complicated Excel reports. And so he would send these reports between seven and nine. Meanwhile, I'm a late riser. I would get up late, but the first thing I would do in the morning is open my email. You're missing out, I know. And so I'd open my email in bed and I would scroll. And of course, who was in my email? Bob. And so I would look at his reports and then I would have questions and I would email him and then he'd email me back. And we'd have this whole dialogue between seven in the morning when I'm at home and nine, about 9.30, I'd get into Bob's office and ask him questions. And what I realized is that I had invited Bob into my bedroom, into my bathroom when I was brushing my teeth, into my car when I was driving to work, into my living room before I even left work, and into my mind between seven and nine. And I didn't like that because Bob priorities were his reports and my priorities had other priorities. Yes, I needed to look at those reports at some point, but for two and a half hours, sometimes three, Bob was in my head. So I challenge you to cut down 
on the time you spend letting others into your morning, into your priorities, and see what it does for your productivity, your mental clarity, your focus, and your ability to achieve your goals and the objectives you have to get there. So these are just some examples of ways that you can play with setting deadlines. The first one, figure out how much time the objective should take and then cut it in half and set a deadline. The second one is when the objective still is maybe too big, break it down. The third one is stop letting the bobs in your bedroom. Telling you, once you get them out of your bedroom, you will have a quicker path to achieving what is truly your priority. So these can get you, help you get a grasp on your time. And you can also begin to see how much time it really should take you to complete a task. So I hope that you will get out there and start setting some deadlines on your goal objectives, completing those deadlines, and making sure that you have an effective plan in order to achieve them. All right, Bold Goal Crushers, it's time to get out there to crush your goals because you truly do not need to work double time. Let's get out there and get it done. Thank you for tuning in to the Bold Goal Crusher podcast where we crush goals and everything that gets in the way. I always love to support my community. So feel free to text the word GOAL to 480-530-5368. Again, 480-530-5368 and the word goal. And then tell me all about your goals and dreams. Thanks for tuning in. I look forward to seeing you crush your goals this year.